Blog Talk Radio. Radio Network. Good evening. You are listening to In the Studio with Sunny. You're live on Loudmouth Radio. It is a beautiful evening this Thursday evening, March 20th, 2014. We're broadcasting on remote, on location, in the harbor of Martha's Vineyard. How are you doing tonight, Jazzy? Oh, my God. I am sitting here just so excited because we have the absolute most fun on this show to go all over the world and do what we do best, and that is talk and bring you the most wonderful uh, guests, which we have this evening. I'm super, super excited. Absolutely. Oh, my God. We have just been, like, shaking in our boots, waiting for this day. We, we were scheduled to have um, our special guest on Tuesday night, and we, we, you know, he's a busy person, and you'll see just as soon as we allow him to come in, but... Then we rescheduled, but once we heard the passion, um, because we have pre-recorded shows as well as, as live shows and live broadcasts, and so we did not want to have this pre-recorded because we want you to be able to call in, ask any questions, and or just listen online because this guest, and I'm going to let Sam, I'm not going to take over her show. Like, you know I can do that. I know, right? You know I can do that. We're, we're, we're doing a one-two punch on this. I think, <laughs> I think that it's important that, you know, um, for voices to be heard in unison. And tonight we're really excited about our guest this evening. Uh, we're going to kind of step into the pol- uh, political community arena tonight, which is only befitting uh, because of the fact that there are a lot of communities that are occurring, a lot of changes. Uh, mm-hmm. From economic development issues yeah. to crime to same gender loving issues, uh, literacy, just you you name it, yeah. it's there. Yeah, so, education. I mean, yeah. it's, it's huge. So, and our guest tonight is going to cover all of those things and why um, it's important that we, the people, and that is so important to know, we the people can change the course of our lives, but we, the people, have to do it. That's right. It's not not a one-man, a one-woman show. It is we, the people. And so tonight we're really going to bring you some amazing topics that you are going to be shocked um, to hear, but it's important that we entertain you. Empower you and inspire you. And our guest tonight, we're not going to make it a secret. It is actually... Noted online that Mr. Warren Christopher, 
who is actually a Democrat in the Maryland District for Congress in District 4. He's actually uh, pursuing that actual district, which I feel very much so. He's uh, on fitting. Yes, yeah. very befitting. And I, I think I'm going to allow the, our audience to also be able to know um, a lot more about him. Mr. Christopher, are you on the line with us tonight? Absolutely. Good afternoon. Good evening, everybody. Hi. How are you? I am absolutely very, very excited about uh, the time that I'm going to spend with you ladies this evening and your audience. I was just telling you, I, I was listening to the preview uh, as she was going on, and uh, and I, I was just telling you, I'm ready to jump right in because there are some I serious know. issues that are facing our community. And at the end of the day, it's about leadership, it's about relationships, and it's about partnership. And I happen to Absolutely. be a subject matter expert when it comes to leadership, and I want to really continue a lifetime of service that I started over 28 years ago to have an impact on my community. Let me just say that we are so excited that, you, you know, when I do my shows, I'm, al- I'm always saying, okay, so let's jump right in. And you know what? I love the fact that that's where you are because I, I know you're ready. <laughs> We've been silent too long on many of the topics that you want to go into. Just give us a little bit because we've been able to find out who you are. We were so um, overjoyed when you came to Atlanta doing the SDA tour, Many Faces of One Dream. And just to, to now be in association with you here and hearing your story, we have been privy to it. But if you would give your and our listeners a little bit more insight of who you are, how you got started, and why you are the candidate for the job. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you all so very much. You know, this started for me more than 45 years ago, and it started uh, in this small little place in Alabama, uh, Holy Trinity, Alabama. And, you know, I got my I got my start there, you all, but it wasn't, you know, as you might imagine. You know, I was born into a very, very large family. My grandmother mm-hmm. had 13 children, and of those 13 <laughs> children, my mother was the eldest of those 13 children. And then my mother had seven children. And I was just telling yeah. you, I respect and I honor, uh, you know, my mother to this day. But my mother, you know, of her seven children, she rejected me because I was darker than the rest of her children. You know, wow. on account for my grandmother. Yeah, so on account for so my black grandmother. On black. That black Absolutely. on black. Yeah, yeah, very common, Absolutely. very common. But, you know, my grandmother, thank God for grandmothers. My grandmother yes. helped me to understand very early on. Uh, she says, you know, son, this is the situation. These are the circumstances. Now you have to ask yourself the so what. And the rest of that so what question for me was, so what am I going to do about it? And so as I began right. to ponder, as I began to ponder and as I began to think about, you know, this rejection and this hurt and this pain, you know, my grandmother also told me, she says, you know, it comes with choices, son. And that choice is you can choose to survive or you can choose to survive and thrive. Well, I will just tell you, surviving wasn't good, just good enough for me, nor was thriving. I will just tell you, I grew up, you know, I became a dad of two beautiful young ladies, uh, Ashley and Brittany. And, uh, and before I knew it, you know, I was not just surviving, nor I was just thriving. I was soaring. And so I just tell oh, you, right. I am here where I am today as a servant leader to have an impact on our community. And while I was just telling you the 4th Congressional District is very, very diverse, you know, I want people to clearly understand that I am a black man running for Congress in, in, in the 4th Congressional District, which includes Prince George's and Anne Arundel County. And the reason that I right. call that out is because many of our young black males, not only in the 4th Congressional District, but really across this country, I would just tell you, they're hurting. You know, mm-hmm. they need mentorship mm-hmm. and coaching. They need leadership. Mm-hmm. And so I would just tell you, there are some issues uh, that really thrust me into this race. I've right. moved around the 4th Congressional District over the last several months, and I've heard the stories from working moms and dads, you know, about stagnant jobs. jobs. Mm-hmm. I've heard stories mm-hmm. from small business owners, especially our veteran-owned and our women-owned businesses. That talk oh, my about, God, it's huge. Know, yes. you know, little yes. access to capital, you know, or no mm-hmm. access to capital. You know, I've heard stories of 
those very brave warriors that I've served alongside, you know, even in the foxhole, uh, in harm's way, you know, when they return home from fighting for freedom on our freedom's frontier, you know, they come home to a tremendous amount of homelessness. They come home right. to, you know, ravishes of war like post-traumatic stress disorder and traumatic brain injury. And many of them, especially our women, come home to issues like uh, military sexual trauma. You know, right. this district, you all, that is really so painful is that of the 435 congressional districts, we rank 412 in the amount of federal resources, the federal assistance dollars that are brought back to this district. Rather than creating jobs, we're losing jobs. We've lost over 5,000 jobs in this district over the last five years. You know, we have wow. a situation where people talk, you know, they spew rhetoric about supporting or advocating against or, you know, advocating for or against uh, domestic violence, but we still have the highest rate of domestic violence here in, uh, yes. in this district. And so I would just tell you, I think that that is shameful. I think that together we can do better, but I fervently believe that leadership is the equalizer. And I have a history of getting the mission accomplished and bringing strong, strong and bold leadership to circumstances to get a desired outcome that's going to be beneficial to all of our residents and especially to those communities, those marginalized communities um, that haven't had a seat at the table. Right. Well, you know what, and and I, I'm so glad you hit on so many yes, points, so many. Like, I want to go in and go, wait, stop right there, stop right there, because everything that you said is really um, major issues, and definitely in your district, but not only in your district, all around our country. Yeah. It is insane some of the things that, you know, we're faced with, and so many people, like you said, will take on the initiative to say that this is what we need to do, here is the issue, but then the ball keeps dropping and nothing is being done. So it's, it's rewarding to hear you say that, okay, not only do I recognize it, but I want to do something about it. And it comes from the greatest leadership and trickles down. You are only as good as your leaders are. So knowing that you have served in the Army, you have the um, experience, you have all of the things that it takes for uh, people to recognize you as a a natural-born leader. How long did you serve, and what were some of the things that you pointed out, even in your servitude, in the Army. Absolutely. You know, I um, enlisted in the Army when I left Alabama, and I enlisted and I served for uh, nearly four years. And the Army recognized, uh, my leadership uh, in the Army recognized that this young soldier has the potential to be a strong leader. So the Army granted me and awarded me a, uh, a Green to Go scholarship. So I would go back and uh-huh. attend Purdue University where I re- would receive my commission uh, as a second lieutenant in the United States Army. Uh, from there, I would go on to serve 24 years uh, as a military officer, attaining the rank of colonel uh, and retiring in 2011. And so you're absolutely right. Sometimes we, mark, we, we minimize the importance of leadership. You know, but it's not yeah. just leadership alone. It is those strong relationships, those strong bonds, just that partnership, especially in this arena, that really makes a difference. I've had the opportunity to serve in over 42 countries around the world. And some of the most, you know, heartfelt, some of the most humbling and noble uh, (laughs) opportunities I've had is to lead American troops into harm's way. And under my leadership, I brought them all home alive. You know, that is a testament of my mind of leadership. Another very bold uh, leadership example is, you know, I honor my daughter's uh, mom, uh, we remain very good friends to this day. But when uh, my ex-wife and I, when we uh, made a decision to go our separate ways, you know, we both agreed that I would be uh, the best-suited parent to raise uh, Ashley and Brittany. And so I took wow, on that. Wow, that's amazing. So, that's amazing. So that's very rare that yeah, you hear that. That is extremely well, rare. I, I, I'll just tell you, I did what I was supposed to do because the reality is, Black women, and I call out black women in particular, black women raise their children very often all by themselves, and it's rare that one 
stops and gives a black woman a pat on the back or acknowledges or really highlights her achievements. So I don't say right. that because I'm looking for accolades. I say it because that is the greatest gift God has ever blessed me with, and that is the opportunity to be a dad. But you know what? Even if, even having said that, one, let me just pinpoint this out. We talk, we're we talking about leadership and why you would make a great leader in your district, in the 4th District, and you named some key points right off the bat. But let me just stop for a minute and say that to recognize the struggles of a single black woman, white woman, Indian, and it doesn't matter. We happen to be African American. I call us chocolate people. We happen to be chocolate people of, of various shades, of course. But at the same time, for you to recognize a woman's role and the importance of her servitude as mom and then to honor her as well as your girls and then take on the leadership that most men deny for whatever reason. This is not about male bashing. This is just saying that a lot of men of all backgrounds will deny the position of leadership and expect someone else to do it. So, exactly. So, yes, you are supposed to do that. Yes, it is the the perfect place for you, but I do give um, salutes to you because a lot of people are not doing that. And because of that, that even more so puts you in a position to say, hey, I want to vote for you, or I want to at least hear what you, what you have to say. So kudos to you for that. But that's one of the greatest leader positions in the world is to lead your well, children in the proper way. I, I, I thank you for that. I just recognize my God-given purpose as a servant leader in our world and especially in our community. And I grew up with the mindset truly of each one, reach one, teach one. And so I just yes. want to tell you, I never, ever forget about the legends and in some cases the living legends that paved the way for me. You know, I didn't have to get, you know, mowed down with water hoses. I didn't have to sit in the back of the bus if I did not choose. I didn't have to drink from a different water fountain. There are some folks in our community that had to endure those, you know, discomforts. They did that. They sacrificed so I could have a better way. So I just clearly see it as it is my absolutely God-given responsibility as a price of living on earth for me to ensure that my shoulders are strong enough for people to stand on uh, those that are coming behind me. You know, this case, this leadership thing is about, leadership is about a, uh, an affair of the heart. It's about passion. So you just can't That's go and right. pick it up Absolutely. off the shelf. You know, it's got to be a part of you. It's got to be in your belly. It's got to be in your gut. And I was just, so that's, you know, one of the main reasons why I feel so compelled to run this race, and I'm going to run run it to the winner's circle because our people needs inspiration. We need leadership to get the mission accomplished. At the end of the day, whether you're a Democrat, whether you're a Republican, whether you're independent, whether you're a woman, a man, white, or black, LGBT, or if you're uh, uh, heterosexual, people want results. They want the mission accomplished, particularly right. for our leaders in Congress. And so I was just yes. telling you, everything else aside, let's focus on being a, you know, representatives of the people that have elected us and sent us to Congress to be a voice for them. Exactly. Not our own personal agenda, but to be a voice for our constituency. I'm ready to move right now <laughs> so I can move. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you know, it, it, it's refreshing when you hear not the words that you're saying, because those come a dime a dozen. We've heard it. We've heard it for every election on every single topic. But what I hear from you and what we heard from you when we called you and said, hey, you know, we have an opportunity. We're in the state. We're in the city. Um, You know, we're around. Can you do this show? And before we even got a good yes out of you, we heard the passion from you. And that is what makes the difference. We do hear your heart, and we, you know, wanted to be a part and and in collaboration with people knowing who you are and what you were about. 
to mention the fact that, you know, you're a Georgia boy. We love the fact that we're from Georgia and we get an opportunity to say, you know, whether you're near or far, this is something that's true. And so we wanted to be able to bring you to our listeners as well as new listeners. And, you know, we're very fortunate to have this outlet at Loudmouth Radio um, online and not only to have this show run once, but you're able to go back and archive what we talk about here tonight. So, you know, you can pop this out and you can say, hey, you want to know what I stand for? Listen to loudmouthradio.com and you'll be able to hear it and archive it afterwards. So we, we feel honored to be able to have you on the show, um, just just speaking your heart and speaking your mind. But I do have a question. I know many, many, many topics, and we, we're not going anywhere for a little bit, so we have time to cover a lot. But if you had to say your key, your most important, like if nothing else got accomplished through you, what would that one thing be? You know, that one thing would be, you know, there's some really serious uh, issues uh, in our community, but that one thing yeah. would be equality and uh, and a better place uh, for uh, this community that has been historically marginalized. Uh, and so, while that's very very complex, uh, I think I would have to say that I would want people to be, you know, in a place uh, of economic stability. You yeah. know, so that you know, through job creation, good paying jobs through mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, you know, and ensuring that, you know, we have a seat at the table. You know, yeah. I believe that we teach people how to treat us. And and so, That's you know, and, and you know, this is not about black or white. Please, please know that because you may hear me keep coming back to this. But in this community, the 4th Congressional District in the state of Maryland has the reputation of being the most affluent majority African-American district and the most affluent in the entire country. However, there are Mm. so many disparities that would contradict that affluency. Rather, it is our schools that are historically uh, or that has been consistently ranked second from the bottom in a state, and this is a state that is recognized as the number one school system in the country. Why do you feel that that has impacted that community, knowing that the status on one aspect does not measure up to that statistic? What do you think is the missing gap um, with that, in that within your within your fourth district? Well, you know, there you know issues in our education system is really not, at least in my opinion, is really not a single uh, solution. Uh, approach. There are many things that are impacting our uh, the education system. We have mm-hmm. a, a tremendous amount of affluency, and we have people. Sixty percent of our residents here in uh, the Fourth Congressional District are employed by the federal government. You know, the commute in this area is um, mm-hmm. is really uh, just uh, challenging. And so, imagine this. You know, our families, our moms and dads, they're waking up at five. Uh, 30 or so, or maybe even earlier, to commute, to be uh, at work at a decent hour. So they're leaving home and they're leaving children behind to get themselves ready to, you know, defend for themselves when it comes to nourishment. And then, you know, the flip side of that is, you know, when you're off at 5 or 6, now you have to take an hour or so commute back home by the time you get there. You know, those are issues that impact the family social social networking system, if you will. Right, right. You know, when we grew up, when we grew up, you know, you had to come home for dinner. You had to be, at least my grandma, I don't care what was going on, my grandma says that, no, we're going to have dinner together. We're going to go to revival together or we're going to church together. You know, it is a really, it's a a challenge for our families to do that today. And so, you know, you have that component coupled by the fact that many of our children behavioral issues uh, that we, we're not dealing with. And, of course, there's absolutely uh, a real a delta in resources. Remember I told you that we rank 412, 23 from the bottom, 412 out of 435 congressional districts in the country and the wow. amount of federal assistance dollars that are, bring, that are brought back to this district. And, you know, so given a foreclosure crisis, 
given, you know, the fact that we have the highest rate of domestic violence, that our, we have more veterans in this district, over 90,000, than any other congressional district in the state of Maryland. Our seniors don't have basic social services that they need. And do you know what my opponent is focused on? Her chief piece of legislation, her chief piece of legislation is to put a national park on the moon. Yes, you heard me correctly. A national park on the moon. On the moon. Education, foreclosure. She wants to put what on the moon? Well, I want you to verify what I'm saying. Google it. Check it out for yourself. It's in the record. She wants to put a national park on the moon. So let me be the first to tell you in case you don't know and to your listeners, and I don't say this to be uh, crass. The moon don't belong to the United States, and that is exactly. not a priority for the folks here in the 4th Congressional District or right now given this that tremendous economic crisis. It ain't even to do with the, district, country. with the 4th District. How is that going right. to bring economic wealth <laughs> It's not going to create jobs here in the 4th District. You know what I want to do? I don't want to put a national park on the moon. I want to bring federal resources to our district so we can put a computer at every desk and every classroom so our children can explore the moon right from their desk and even beyond. You know what I want to do? I want to bring a behavioral health specialist to every school so our children can have resources, our teachers can have resources that they desperately need so they can teach. Because so many of our teachers are distracted by the lack of resources in the classrooms. They're distracted by behavioral health issues from our students. They're distracted by, you know, this overburden of, you know, testing. You know, we we just want to focus on either development of tests or administering of, uh, of tests. What about just teaching our children about life skills? Yeah, making sure that our children, when they leave the classroom, that they know how to interact with adults, that they know how to present themselves in a certain work environment. But we want to test our children. You know, we want to make sure that, okay, well, by our own standards, this is what is important. Now, I'm not saying for one minute that assessments are not important, but I was just telling you, I have a personal issue with the overburden of, of our system and so much focus on test, 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 rather than educating, educating, educating. Absolutely. Wow. So, Lauren, with, with, you know, your running mates, you know, giving these absurd focal that points. That is insane. I, I don't even, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm sitting here and I'm trying to pull at it, and, and, and maybe what I'll have to end up doing <laughs> is look a little deeper. But I, I, I had to stop because I wanted to key in on what you were saying. <laughs> So when when is the election date um for you for your di- for the district? Sure. Uh in the state of Maryland, this is the first time that we would have uh, uh our primary uh in the summer months it is traditionally has been in uh in September, but it's going to be on yeah. June 24th, June 24th wow. of 2014. And the great thing about that is our college students will be home. You know what's really, you know, just as a footnote, you all, I had my congressional campaign kick off here recently, and my daughter, my youngest daughter, Ashley, she introduced me. And one of the things that just really, really touched my heart, my daughter told the audience that, you know, as long as I can remember, my dad has been a servant leader, and he has always spoke about serving, you know, people from a congressional seat. And she went on to say, uh, that, you know, the first time in my life that I would cast a vote, I would cast it in June, and that vote will be in support of my dad. I'm so proud awesome. of my dad. Oh, that's awesome. Now, you know what? I know is, um, your chest have wrapped around the moon, pun intended, on that statement, because what greater joy could any parent have? And I'm a parent, so I, I know that your chest was the superhero, to have your daughter say that in all honesty. Because you know what? We can teach our kids to fake it, but they can't fake it when they don't really feel it. They they don't really do that well. And so for her to say that and knowing that you have been a living example of service, a living example of leadership, and a, a, a living example of care, that matters. And that means something when you can have that representation from her 
about you. Um, I'm just, I'm intrigued. Uh, well, I would just tell you, I'm very, I'm, that is the greatest gift, uh, being a dad to my two daughters, is the greatest gift that God has ever blessed me with. And so, I mean, really, just very authentically, I have an obligation, really not just to my daughters, but I have an obligation to, you know, people that are coming behind me. You know, on that note, you know, when we talk about, you know, we have a tremendous amount of, um, of black males in, in around the country, you know, involved in the penal system. I'm so proud of our president, and especially uh, since he has, you know, come out with uh, My Brother's Keeper. I've always yes. felt that. Yeah, you know, my that's absolutely important. So, and, 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 yes, you're your sister's keeper. You know, it's our yeah. given responsibility to extend a hand to help somebody mm-hmm. that is coming behind us. And so in our mm-hmm. young black male population, you know, I am going to be a leader when it comes to advocating and supporting and leading on issues uh, to support our returning citizens, particularly those that are, you know, returning from nonviolent crime offenses in the first place, like marijuana. We can all agree or disagree whether marijuana is appropriate or not, but what I would just tell you, I don't think that our black males should have to pay the price for the rest of their lives um, right. for, for use. That's right. That's right. You got people who are committing murder that are serving Absolutely. less time. Absolutely. Or, or even out. child, child okay. pornography or, you know, or child molestation. You're That's absolutely right. You absolutely. know, our black males, our black males are incarcerated at a rate of six times six times greater than our white counterparts. That's unacceptable. And so when I look around and I say, who's the voice of these issues? I absolutely appreciate the many that are, have been a voice for those issues. But here in the 4th Congressional District, at the congressional level, I'm going to be the next congressman for this district. And I was just telling you, you can count on me to be an advocate for our veterans. You can count on me to be an advocate for our seniors our women, our small businesses, and especially, you know, those folks that have been historically marginalized, whether that be our same gender-loving community, whether that be, you know, Asian, whoever it is, you know, I intend to be that voice for a community that absolutely needs leadership. Yes, yes. Well, Juan, we, we stay right there. We don't want you to go anywhere. We want to come back to you. We want to take a a few minutes to pay the bills because, you know, we love our radio station and we love the people that support us. So we're going to be right back. Guys, you have been listening to an absolute, my candidate, my, my new candidate. <laughs> I'm not even there. Oh, my God. <laughs> we will be right back right after this station break. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Have you heard? No. What's going on? Loudmouth Radio is getting ready to start this season back March 4, 2014. Really? I hadn't, I, I didn't know. Well, tune in. Starting March 4, 2014, Loudmouth Radio Network is coming back on with new shows, new content, special guests, features, and things you would not want to miss. Great media partners and content that you will just lose your head over. Loudmouthradio.com. It takes great content and the right media branding mix to deliver a great service. Here at Loudmouth Radio Network, we intend on doing both and exceeding our own expectations. Advertising on loudmouthradio.com provides you a cost-effective vehicle to brand your business repeatedly, providing you packages that consistently announce your business without breaking the bank. Despite the traditional high price tag that traditional radio brings, it makes sense to become a media partner with Loudmouth Radio that provides you an already built-in multimedia campaign to push your brand out. Make sure you contact us today, and any of our specialists with Loudmouth Media Brand will be able to help you get out further. Contact us today at 706-363-3895. And don't forget, visit us online at loudmouthradio.com. I also want to talk about, really briefly, the Bearheads Dream Wedding Expo, which is going to be at the Georgia International Convention Center. It's the second largest convention center in the world, and we, Bearheads Dream Wedding Expo, is going to bring you an exciting show, international, that has 
all of the things that you could possibly think about for your wedding and your marriage and the rest of your life together. We have some exciting vendors that are going to bring you food, dresses, cakes, kilts. Uh, we're going to have fashion shows. And guess what? We have decided, because this is what we do, we have decided that we wanted to donate to a cancer survivor. This is who we've chosen this year. One of our video contestants, Juan, we had her on the show here on Loud Mouth Radio, and she went nuts, she and her, her fiancé. And we're giving with our sponsors, and we have so many, I can't even begin to name them all. You will have to go to theirheadsweddingexpo.com to see all of the sponsors that have donated dresses, rings, cakes, flowers, and just you name it. She's getting a dream wedding. It has now topped over $30,000 worth of donations and gifts. And we're going to gift her and her fiancé today. Her name is Kendra Williams and Latavius. Um, Jones, they are going to be able to have their dream wedding given that same day. So we have seminars planned to learn um, economic empowerment, legal protection. We have seminars teaching you how to be better cooks, how to have great relationships, because you know what? You want to go from the wedding dress, the tux, and the beauty and the bliss of the wedding and go right into how to maintain your marriage and how to maintain a loving life. So join us June 15, 2014 at the Georgia International Convention Center. Go to our website to find out more information. Be sure to listen in to our weekly broadcast on Loudmouth Radio Live broadcast start at 7.30 p.m. with our opening show segment, What's on Your Mind, Atlanta. Tuesday nights, The Bed Truth, Love, Life, Sex, and Flowers with Miss Jazzy Jones starts out our week at 8 p.m., followed by The Legal Voice with Attorney Valerie Vi every other Wednesday, which we're looking at now, our third series of a six-part series that will be coming back on April 2nd. So be sure to tune in each week to these great shows. And don't forget, Thursday night in the studio with Sunny starting all of the great opportunities going into the end of the week <laughs> to hear about entertainment, community, politics, you name it. We cover any and everything under the life scope. We are so excited to bring you these shows each and every week on Live Off Radio. If you should not hear a live show, do not fret. You actually have the ability to go online to LiveOffRadio.com as well as to your iPhone or Android phone, as well as Stitcher Radio, which reaches over 4 million in Kardashian listeners to listen to our streaming podcasts and on-demand shows. This is actually a great opportunity for you to connect with a great Internet marketing and radio network with Loudmouth Multimedia. Contact us at 706-363-3895 to help push and elevate your business out into your local community. We have fantastic rates, great opportunities for you to become one of our media partners. Make sure you contact us again at 706-363-3895. listening to In the Studio with Sunny on LoudmouthRadio.com. Warren, are you still there with us, dear? Yes, I'm here. Awesome, awesome. We appreciate you hanging in there through our commercial break. And we're on live in the studio with Sonny and Jazzy tonight with our special guest, Mr. Warren Christopher, our Democratic incumbent in the District 4 in Maryland. And before we went to commercial break, you were really just in tune and talking about, I think Jazzy asked a, a very impactful question about what is important to you um, in regards to being remembered uh, through this process as you're going through your campaign, and you spoke about, you know, equality and economic stability. Um, so for you, I wanted to ask this question to you. How long have you been in the Maryland district? Well, I've, I, you know, I served uh, for 24 years in the Army, and so I've been in this district, uh, this particular congressional district, over the last five years. 
um, but I've lived in the state of Maryland for over 15 years uh, as, a, uh, as a soldier in the Army uh, through multiple de- deployments um, back and forth through the Maryland, D.C., Virginia uh, area. Wonderful. So for you, um, I believe that you, you did kind of, when we first started the show, you kind of gave some uh, interest in that. I wanted to ask you a little bit more about the demographics of the people in that community. Um, and, and if you can help me with this, uh, feel free to give as much as you can to our audience. Um, can you give us the Democratic, uh, excuse me, the Democratic, the, <laughs> sorry, the demographic of um, ethnicities that is within that district? Absolutely. So here we have Prince George's and Anne Arundel County. Uh, there's approximately uh, 78% of this district uh, is African American. And uh, there is uh, approximately 13% of the district is made up of Latino Americans and uh, 6% Asians, and the uh, rest of the district is Caucasian American. And so it is a, it is a very heavily uh, Democratic and African American district. Absolutely. So. You know, the, the the interesting thing here is that you talk about the affluency of the people, and the greater majority of them are working for the federal government. So what what am I missing here? What is it that for you when when you became more involved and decided that you wanted to come into this area and represent this area in Congress, what what was the first reaction when you started finding out you know, the true numbers of, <laughs> of what you shared with them. It's overwhelming. It's, it's, it's amazing that yeah, the money right. is but, there. You know, first, really, I can, I can, you know, probably even to the day tell you that this is absolutely shameful. You know, and, and I immediately thought that, you know, how do we sit back? And, oh, by the way, this is a microcosm of what may be happening or, you know, by indications when you take a look at the unemployment rate or you look at the amount of access to capital that our, you know, uh, minority-owned businesses have, you know, when you take mm-hmm. start really putting the onion back and looking at those indicators, I will just tell you, whatever negative statistic that, you know, major indicator, I call it, uh, that you might explore, for what reason we find ourselves at the bottom of those statistics. And so I said, this is unacceptable. And I know that there is an opportunity for us to, you know, collectively join together, for us to work together, partner together, so we can make a difference in our community. But I really believe the equalizer is leadership. And so Mm -hmm. when you have a lack thereof, you know, in, in the military, your lack of leadership causes, in many cases, troops to be harmed. Right. Lack of leadership in many cases cause equipment to be damaged when you don't have an oversight and accountability and processes and those kind of things. That takes leadership. Mm-hmm. Well, here, the lack of leadership from a congressional perspective in the 4th District has caused us, you know, not to get our fair share of federal dollars. You know, jobs are being created in other jurisdictions and areas around the National Capital Region, but we're losing jobs here. And so you think about it, what's the issue? You know, in the military I learned that, you know, a commander once told me, he says, Warren, you can usually, you know, characterize, you know, uh, deficiencies in, uh, as a result of uh, one of three areas. It's either a leadership issue, it's either mm-hmm. a resource issue, or it's a discipline issue. And so, you, so I look at those things and I look at those indicators and I say, you know, we have uh, a resource issue and a leadership issue. And so I'll just tell you, uh, that is why I'm in this race, and I just don't believe that it's okay for us to sit back and, you know, continue to be treated, you know, less than. Why do we get so much less than everybody else? Right. You know? Right. You know, out in out in Baltimore yeah, County? Lots of scarcity just there. All, it, it just seems so apparent that... Yeah, that is 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 like we, you know, not we, but it's for lack of a better word, being left out 
of the equation intentionally. And it's almost, uh, it's like a slap in the face. It's like, okay, we know that you guys have the affluency. We know you got, you know, certain status, but, you know, let's make it harder on the other side. You know what I mean? So absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And I want to tell you, these folks are focusing on, you know, raising their families. They focus on, you know, trying to, to some degree, sustain their level of wealth, which is, you know, which is where we are. So they depend on their representative to really be a strong voice and a leader to advocate for issues that are important to them. Brother, you know, we were, we were targeted, and this is according to the Department of Justice. Prince George's mm-hmm. County was targeted when it came to predatory lending. You know, so wow. you know, the approach is, and I really, I really honor and I really thank, you know, our, uh, our current uh, Attorney General, Doug Gasler, you know, I really thank him because he really fought for uh, folks that were facing foreclosures here uh, in this uh, in Prince George's County or really across the state. You know, and so I don't want to not acknowledge that because that is important. But what could have also happened from a congressional perspective, you know, our current representative, uh, elected official, could have introduced legislation to prevent foreclosures from happening in the future, to prevent predatory lending practices from happening in the future. You know, it's really amazing that, you know, we bailed the banks out, but the folks in Main Street was left holding the bag. And so we given money to people, you know, okay, well, here's a little money. You know, you you lost your house, but here's something, you know, it still didn't make them whole. So what I want to do is I want to show bold leadership by introducing legislation at the federal level to ensure that predatory lending doesn't happen here in the 4th Congressional District nor anywhere else around the country, particularly in communities where folks seek out uh, African Americans and other people of color uh, to engage in these, you know, unlawful practices. Wow. Wow. I mean, you know what? When when you said, and then we're going to go to a quick commercial as well. When you said that, for well, let me just say this: for the longest time, when the bailouts happened, when the bottom was dropping in the housing market, and we came in and we said, okay, you know, we need to bail out the banks. On one side, we had to bail out the banks because if there is no security with our economics, financially, we're not going to spend, we're not going to invest. But at the same time, if you have lost your job, things have changed, your property is no longer the same value that it was, you know, it, it, it went exactly as you said. We bail out so we can be strong um, not only here but across seas and people can still say, yeah, America has it together. But at the same time, here you have all of these people who are losing their homes. You, and as you stated, giving them, if you gave them anything, to say, oh, sorry, made a mistake, made an error. And now you have so many people who they will never have that chance. You know, and it's great that you want to come in and say, okay, well, we can't, we can't do anything about uh, so many millions of people who got caught up in that trap but we can't stop it now, it still says a lot about what you want to do and what you're looking at for people who have not been heard, who have lost their voice, and they sit in silence and hope and pray that this never happens again. But, you know, it's always been for me when that took place, it was a very, very, very sad situation um, and one that still hurts me when I see and remember. But I was in Chicago at the time. I actually worked um, at the headquarters of campaign uh, for President Obama and, and just believing, as I now do with you, that the passion that was spoken, you may not be able to change everything, everything. because, yeah. as I it stated, a difference in a exactly, as I stated yesterday when Attorney uh, Valerie Vile and the legal voice was on and I stated when we were doing the opening, you know what, it takes all of us to make a change. We are not sitting under kings and queens that get to pass the law and that is it. It is not you a one-off right. speak-off. You have to You're have a group. Right. It takes a world. It takes leaders with an S. But it is commendable of you that you are taking the initiatives to address 
the issues, addressing mm-hmm. the issues. We're going to take a quick break, um, this okay. and then we're going to come back and we're going to close up. You've done a great job. We really appreciate you sharing your voices. Hold on one, just just one minute. Thank you. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. The Law Offices of Attorney Valerie Vi, located at 5682 Palazzo Way, Suite 106 in Douglasville, Georgia, is available to help you with your law issues. Specializing in juvenile court, divorce, family law, personal injury, same-sex adoption, as well as criminal defense attorney for DUIs, drug cases, and family violence. Contact her today at 770-949-1102. Website available, ValerieVi.com. Okay, you guys have really been an amazing audience. You have been listening. We see you. We um, always want to invite you in if you want to call in. We know uh, we hadn't given you this phone number while we have been listening such to such amazing conversation. But the number here is 347 Eight two six seven five two zero. If you want to just come in and speak or to um, ask a question, you can. You are always welcome to do that. But if you want to just sit in queue as you are doing now and just listen in, you're welcome to stay there. We want you to feel comfortable in whichever place that you are. You have been listening to um, in the studio with Sunny, more me than Sunny. She's just kind of been doing her producer's hat tonight. And listening to Mr. Christopher give give the truth. See, sometimes, <laughs> Warren, sometimes you just got to listen, right? You know, I think that you have done a wonderful job sharing. Um, you know, that's one of the good things that I can say about our network because of, because of the fact that we are online. Um, we deal with multiple areas, multiple communities. Um, you will be surprised how many people in the area do not feel like anybody is, is watching nobody's listening, and nobody understands. And I think tonight, uh, Mr. Christopher, you have been excellent with standing, um, standing up and, and, and sharing your position. You've been very clear on, your, on what your purpose and vision has been, is it, it, subjecting into this district that is in desperate need of some reform. And I, I believe that um, as you take this step at going into the month of June, I believe you said that's when the actual election is going to take place? Yes, June 24th. June 24th. So, you know, for us as a media outlet, we encourage people, you know, it's so easy to complain and do nothing, do nothing uh, you know, to uh, point fingers, but what is your role? Get out and vote and stand Amen. with the people who are in your community saying, look, there is something seriously wrong here. If we do not do something and change the situations that are around us, we will not come together. There will not be a community. You know, You're I absolutely remember, right. You know, we don't get yeah. to stay on our jobs. We don't get to stay on our jobs for four or six years without being held accountable. So this is about That's accountability. Right. You know, I just, That's you know, right. one last thing Absolutely. that I really want to say is, you know, just from a awareness purpose, you know, a representative in Congress is responsible for three big buckets. Number one is legislation. You know, we're failing. You know, where we have a situation where we have foreclosures and we have troops coming home without access to responsive medical treatment, you know. Oh, that I is have to Thank you. That is Absolutely. That is we have homeless veterans and families. You know, we have someone that wants to focus on putting the National Park on the move. You know, so number one is legislation. Number two is bringing home federal resources, bringing home federal dollars. You know, we rank 412 out of 435 congressional districts in the amount of federal dollars that are coming back to this district. And the last big bucket is, which it doesn't take, you know, necessarily partnership in the Congress, but it does take energy and leadership and enthusiasm and passion at home and that is constituent services. And I'll just tell you, the constituent services that we're getting right now are invisible. Invisible. You know, and so wow. I'll tell you, we, we deserve better. And under uh, Congressman Warren Christopher, partner with Congressman Warren Christopher, together we're going to do better. Yes. Yeah. I believe you. 
I believe, I don't know about anybody else that's listening, but I believe you. I can't do a whole lot because I'm in Georgia, but <laughs> I do believe in what you're saying. At least the topics covering are, are near and dear to not only that area, but since we are talking about Fourth District, I believe that you at least have the 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 brain, the the sales, and the stamina, because this is going to require. This is, and you know, Warren. I'm gonna tell you what else I think that Jazzy and I both heard when we had an opportunity. Hello, Warren. Did you love that little brief moment of silence? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I thought, oh my, what did I do? Yes, not a, not a, at all. <laughs> It's the power. It's all the political power on the line. <laughs> but let me say this real quick, and I want to give you two sec- two minutes before we uh, we conclude to give people the information how to contact you. But what I was just saying, sir, was that so many political figures, um, as they're working their campaigns, they're coming out with so much strength, like they're tearing down woods, breaking down forests, like a Paul Bunyan-type attitude, get into office and then become relaxed. And become silent. And, you know, that is one of the big reasons why so many people have not been as apprehensive and not as proactive as they need to be. But I do commend you. I do feel wholeheartedly that your passion, your desire, and your, you know, and the thing is, you served 24 years in the military, in leadership. Uh, You know, just, and I'm going to suggest to our audience, please go to his website, Warren Christopher for Congress. I was going to give you the opportunity to say it, but I already said that would be too long. But Warren, <laughs> Warren Christopher for Congress, and you'll be able to have an opportunity to read his bio, just see all the things that he's, that he's been able to accomplish, all the volunteerism, the the community work, it's all there. That give, 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 give. I wanted to, you know, before um, you go off, we go off air just a few minutes. I think it's important for people to recognize that you cannot have a – um, successful campaign without givers of finances. It takes money, guys, to do a campaign. It takes money to put a sign out on the street. It takes money to do an ad. It takes money to to keep a website going. No matter how we right, want to say it, so it much. takes finances to make sure that we have the right candidate in office, he has to be known. And to be known in our day and society, you have to utilize technology. You have to utilize the things that are going to make you see them, meaning ads and radio and TV. So please, 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 when you go to his website, you will see a contribution button. Click it. Click it many times. Get your friends. Have a contribution clicking party. Fill it up. (laughs) So, Warren, we got about two minutes for you. Could you go ahead and share your social media, web information, anything that you would love our audience to have to support you as well as your closing remarks? Absolutely. Well, you all, I was just telling you, Sonny, you all, I'm really very, very grateful uh, to Loud Mouth Radio, and I'm so very grateful to your listeners for allowing me to share, you know, some of my vision and my passion uh, about leading a district that uh, absolutely will benefit and be a beacon of inspiration around the country. You know, I so much appreciate you all sharing my website with your audience, WarrenChristopherForCongress.com. Uh, That's www.WarrenChristopherForCongress.com. I'm also on Instagram at WC uh, underscore Congress, and I'm also on um, on Twitter at um, at WC for Congress. And so, please send me an email, send me a phone call, or you know, call me or send a tweet. I respond personally to my own um, uh, emails and, and Twitter and Instagram, and I do that because I understand what servant leadership is all about. Yes, I yeah. am extremely yeah. busy. Uh, I'm, we're engaging in the community. We have boots on the ground. We're running a very, very aggressive grassroots campaign, uh, and we're doing everything to position ourselves to be victorious on June 24. But uh, I would take the time uh, to respond to any of your uh, inquiries or your questions or, you know, whatever you might uh, uh, want to contact me about. 
I really appreciate this opportunity. You all, please partner with me. Join with me to help me to bring about a better situation, not just for the 4th Congressional District, because as a representative, I will be legislating on issues that will affect the entire country. And so please partner with me, invest in me, and hold me accountable. I didn't get to be a colonel in the Army uh, by um, spewing a lot of rhetoric. It was about getting the mission accomplished. And I didn't raise two beautiful, you know, women uh, by, you know, just standing on the sidelines. That was a lot of hard work. And so those are examples of my leadership. And I would just ask you to please invest in me. And uh, I really appreciate this opportunity to engage with uh, the audience tonight. Thank you all very much. Thank you so much, Warren. You have been an ace in the hole tonight. Congratulations on everything you already accomplished. We feel that you will do uh, very well come June 24th. Um, And once we get off air, this broadcast will be available for uh, immediate download and on-demand listening at loudmouthradio.com. Give it a good five to ten minutes. You should be able to share this um, through your social media, through your website, any way that you would like to uh, allow people to hear these important topics. And, uh, again, Mr. Christopher, thank you again so much for taking the time out to be a part of our broadcast. You have been listening to In the Studio with Sonny, your Thursday night broadcast live on Loudmouth Radio. For all of those who have just may have come into the actual broadcast, our online listeners, we appreciate you. Um, our call-in listeners that normally would like to chime in, we always, uh, always appreciate the time that you take out of your day and out of your evening to listen to our show. And for Jazzy, I want to thank you, Jazzy, for being a part of yeah, being my special correspondent for the evening. And definitely tune in next Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. with the show, pre-show opening of What's On Your Mind Atlanta, followed by the Bare Truth Love Life Text and Flowers with Ms. Jazzy Jones. Do not forget to tune back in April 2nd for The Legal Voice with Attorney Valerie Vi. And Thursday night, you'll be right back here again in the studio with Sonny. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in tonight, and be blessed. Good night. Good night.